Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grombacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Kate Mielitz. Kate, are you ready to do this? I am ready. Excellent. Let's do this. Kate is a PhD in AFC and an assistant professor of family financial planning at Oklahoma State University. I'm excited to have you on. Kate, tell us a little bit I about I am pumped you. to be here. Yes. <laughs> tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Absolutely. So I am married to a retired Army soldier. I'm the mother of two kids and two dogs. And in what little spare time I seem to have, I love (laughs) photography, reading, gardening, singing along with the radio, and working on home improvement projects with my husband. I love all that. Do you have a a favorite song right now that that, that you sing along to in the car? Uh, Pretty much anything 80s is my jam. Nice. All right. Perfect. my kids are like, Mom, what are you doing? Stop. And I'm like, no, you don't understand what the song means. Right. They're like, we, we just don't want to hear it anymore. Change the channel. <laughs> and, and, and you clearly don't appreciate the talent that your mother has. So you will continue listening. I know, right? <laughs> Listen to me blend with the with the original artist. Yes. But, eh, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, kids. I have a two and a half year old and he pulled out the Daddy Stop Singing just this last weekend. So I said, you oh, got ouch. said you got a lot of years left of this kid. So you might you, you better know, get used right? to it. <laughs> it's not stopping. <laughs> no, not anytime soon. All right. So um, so your 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 field of study is very 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 cool. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, I love it. I got my PhD in personal financial planning from Kansas State University, and I've really just been able to take that and my love for working with people and and make some magic happen. So my background has been with working with financially vulnerable populations. Um, I worked uh, in financial counseling with uh, military members, uh, did some education and some counseling with men transitioning uh, from prison into a work release program. I've worked with recovering substance abusers, um, families experiencing housing insecurity and homelessness, and now college students. So kind of a range, but more on that, that end of financially vulnerable populations. And it's just so, oh my gosh, it's invigorating. It's exciting. It it gets me up in the morning, every morning, no matter how badly I've slept. It's like, yes, let's go do this again. So I love what I do. And especially at Oklahoma State University, I could not ask for a better place to work. Well, that's awesome. So yeah, I could probably guess at some of the major problems that, that that the folks you're working with are facing, but what are some of the really common problems that, 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 that you find that you're helping to solve every day? Well, I think that one of the biggest challenges that people that I work with see is that we commonly forget that money is a tool and that we control that tool like we would a hammer or a saw or a screwdriver. And it's very easy for money to take over. It's very easy to let that money control us. And so I really like providing the education and working one-on-one with students and, and clients to say, okay, listen, let's put this control back in your hands. And it's, there's not a, an, yes, there are overarching things that are one size fits all. Spend less than you make, you know, that type of thing. But there's not truly a one size fits all for each and every situation. So let me help you discover what is going to work for you whether that is my classroom of of 20 students or that is one-on-one with a client, I try and approach each relationship as an individual relationship and that what is going to work for one 
may in part work for another, but may not work at all for somebody else. And so really getting to know the person behind the money. And that's why I teach in the College of Human Sciences at Oklahoma State University, because we're interested in looking at that personal connection to money, not just the money itself. Yeah, I appreciate that very much. And it truly is essential if you're interested in doing work that actually impacts people is is to look at it that way. And I, I love the conversation about money as a tool. Um, I'm sort of fond of saying that, you know, I could give you the greatest guitar in the world, but if you didn't know how to play it, then it wouldn't matter. And it's Oh, that's so true. And one of the things that I try and bring into the classroom and in my in my client uh, professional client relationships is that listen, I'm not perfect. I have made some poor choices. My husband has made some poor choices. And my husband will be the first one to tell you, yeah, she's going to throw me under the bus for doing that. Um, (laughs) There are ups and downs with money. And really being able to say, okay, you know, I've got my bills paid. And once I've got my bills paid, and these are the things that we have to have paid, um, then I'm, I'm putting that money into savings. Then I'm going to decide, you know, what can I do for fun? But we do need to find that balance of fun and savings and bill paying, because it's not if we spend the money on fun, it's when we spend the money on fun. And so learning how to prioritize and getting the needs taken care of before we get to the wants, but still trying to find some sort of way to have some fun. And sometimes that involves hard discussions about, okay, we can't go out to dinner, we can't go out to the movies, but what can we do that's going to still give you that feeling of fulfillment that you did something outside of just the typical doldrums of of staring at your walls and and watching the paint peel, uh, but that actually got you entertained. And then what are ways that we can cut back small expenses or even focus on just saving the change that we find to work towards a different goal. There's a hundred different ways that we can save and a hundred different ways that we can adjust expenses, but some of those are not always readily apparent or even readily accessible by some families depending on their current financial situation. So it's all about digging in and working one-on-one How can I help you find what's going to work for you to help you be financially successful in the way that you, as the client or the student, defines financial success? Because my definition isn't necessarily going to be the right definition for everybody. That's what's really neat about it, is there's a lot of individuality in this. Yeah, and there's a lot of really important stuff that that you just talked about that I want to touch on. Um, The first being that it's so important to be vulnerable with people, especially when you're talking Mm -hmm. about money. Right, because if mm-hmm. you get up in front of a room mm-hmm. or a group of full of people, and and they get the impression that you've never had a financial problem in the world, or that you know, or, or, or you're not willing to share, and maybe you think that, or they get the impression that that you think that you're better than they are, or whatever, it's just not going to work. So that's so important. Um, I completely agree. I, I think transparency. Listen, you don't have to be 100% transparent. I always strive for 98 to 95% transparency. Um, you don't need to know every single detail of my financial life, but gosh darn it, I'm going to share pretty much everything with you so that you know that I really do get you. I really do get what you're going through. Yeah. So I think that that is definitely helpful. So much. So there are a thousand, maybe even maybe even more reasons why we struggle with money, and maybe we can mm-hmm. get into that. Um, but talking about the way forward and it sure. truly is right it's it's like what you're talking about it's it's finding a balance between the needs and the wants first things first we need to make sure that we are paying our bills and we're keeping the electricity mm-hmm. on and all that mm-hmm. um and that's that's not really necessarily an easy thing to do um especially not if, always right and then how you define financial success 
so that's all part of a process, right? And mm-hmm. cause, cause it is. Well, it's part of a process in, in recognizing who am I in my relationship with my money? Because we, we build these relationships. We build these relationships with people, with professors, with students, with colleagues, with, uh, you know, the guy we see at the bus stop or on the train. And they're all different levels of relationships. Uh, but knowing that, that money, you're going to form a relationship with money. It's not going to kiss you and hug you and keep you warm at night. It's not going to be your BFF. At least I really hope that it's not. But you want to show, okay, I am in control of this relationship and I am going to use you, my money, in a way that is going to make me uh, productive and feel good. And finding that balance and recognizing that it's okay to not be in the same place as the guy next to you or the gal down the street or even your neighbor or even your brother or sister. It's okay to have a different financial reality. And owning that and being comfortable with that is really, I think, important. <clears throat> and harder and harder, I think, by the minute here here in in, <laughs> in our culture. Roosevelt famously oh, yeah, said that comparison is the thief of joy, and that was a long time ago that he realized that, and in today's age of the Internet and everything else. Uh, you know, social media, I love it and hate it at the same time because how often do we post something? Oh, something I bought. Ooh, something I took a picture of. Ooh, you know, my kids. Well, you know what? The only thing that I'm posting 98% of the time is that positive stuff. I'm not posting when, oh my gosh, I'm struggling to pay my electric bill and pay my credit card bill and make my rent payment. I'm not struggling when my kids are misbehaving or I'm not posting. I'm, I'm struggling when my kids are misbehaving. I'm not posting when this is happening. And then when other people post, what we don't realize is that they're showing what they want us to see, just like we're showing what we want them to see. There's a whole lot more that's going on behind the scenes. And that's where we really need to touch in on that money piece is we need to say, okay, it's okay for me to be honest and and forthright with my friends. I was just talking with a colleague this morning, and he was saying how they were talking about doing brunch with a friend, and they were all getting ready to go, and she said, oh, wait, I just looked at my bank balance. I have to make this last two more days. I can't go. And so they said, okay, and she didn't join them. And there was no harm, no foul on either side, but she owned it. She didn't take the chance of overdrafting herself just to keep up with everybody, just to have the, the experiment or the experience. She said, mm, nope, I can't do that. And so that is difficult, difficult, difficult to do because we want to do these fun things. We want to do what everybody else is doing, especially those that are in our peer group. Uh, but we have to come to that point where it's like deep breath, stop okay, I can't do this. And sometimes that means separating altogether and and going a different path. Or sometimes that means, hey, let's find another situation where we can still do something together, but nobody has to spend quite as much money. That's right. And those tough choices, I mean, first and foremost, well, I don't know if it's first and foremost, but what I definitively know is if you have no idea what your budget is or no idea about your money, mm-hmm. then you won't be able to make that hard decision that the person mm-hmm. you just described. So that's that's sort of first and foremost. And I think that if in order to stick with that plan, you probably mm-hmm. need to, to your point, know how you define financial success, but also then to have really strong 
potential future experiences of some kind linked to that, like getting out of debt, buying a home, being able to help my kids with college, being able to help my parents, be able to retire one day. So linking goals with those tough financial decisions? Either goals or past experiences. Um, It it may be a goal that's driving it, but it may also be a past experience that says, oh, we've been here. Ooh, I overdrafted and it took a lot of time Hmm. to get out of that overdraft. And so either or, whatever motivates you for you, that's what you need to focus on. We don't want you living in the past. We don't want you living too far in the future. We want you really focused on the present. But there are lessons that we learned from the past that will motivate us. And there are goals that we have in the future that will keep us going. So not remaining too much in either situation, but being present and recognizing, okay, this is my financial reality. These are constraints within I am working, and that's okay. The roof is over my head. My utilities are paid. i got clothes on my back, basic food on the table. Um, I've got friends that are not tied to me because, oh, I can provide something financial, but because we're friends, and sometimes I'll do something with them because I can afford it, and sometimes I won't. And being okay, understand, or accepting and, and, and saying and understanding that, no, we can't always do everything. I think that is key and very difficult to do sometimes because, like you said, social media, um, because we are always in this constant comparison of us to them. Yeah, and that's such a real thing. So I appreciate that. All right, so somebody engages in this process. They say, you know what, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sick of it. I'm, I'm sick of mm-hmm. whatever it was. I'm sick of being broke. What what kind of resources do people really need to have to to stick with these good behaviors? Is it having accountability? Is mm-hmm. it Well, I think first and foremost, we need to to acknowledge that money needs to be talked about. You don't need to do money in isolation. Some people have more than you. Some people have less than you. But you don't have to do it alone. So you can reach out to an accredited financial counselor, say, via afcpe.org. You can reach out to your local university and see who they have on staff, uh, like a professor, like in my case, Um, If somebody has a question regarding money, I'm here to not only serve my college students, but the community as a whole. And there are lots of universities that have programs similar to what we have that have accredited financial counselors or certified financial planners who are on staff that can provide um, a resource and and either get you directly associated with a, a counselor or a planner or can just answer a couple of questions. But it's okay to ask a friend that you feel is successful, hey, what do you suggest I do? Sometimes parents are a a challenging situation when it comes to money. I can't tell you the number of clients I've had that have said, I don't want to do what mama and daddy did, so I don't want to ask them. Okay, reach out to somebody that you trust and say, hey, listen, I'm thinking about doing I don't know, saving for this vacation, or I'm really trying to crunch down and pay off this debt. If you don't want to go so far as reaching out to a professional, talk to somebody close to you first. I do encourage you to reach out to that professional because that's that's what they're trained to do. Um, But it's okay to start with somebody that you're comfortable with and say, hey, listen, I've got this problem. You know, what do you think? And hopefully they'll at least get you started on the right path. And then as you build forward, you can figure out when your comfort zone comes up and says, okay, now it's time to bring in the pros. I love it. Such good stuff. (laughs) So is there something that, that, hmm, and let the, so helping people get that foundation with getting out of Mm -hmm. debt and starting to save, is there something about 
getting started with investing or or getting started with saving money that you wish more people understood? Absolutely. Um, with just, we'll start with saving because that's your foundational piece. Investing comes later, but that foundational piece is look at savings like you would eat an elephant. You eat an elephant one bite at a time, right? So we don't need to have, oh my gosh, I got to have a thousand dollars at the end of the month. No. What is your one bite? And you know what? I have had some clients for whom that one bite is just having one penny more than they had at the close of the last month. And we're going to celebrate that as progress because that is something positive they did. So whether it is a handful of change, it's a couple of bucks, it's one less time that you stop at Taco Bell and you instead go home and have a peanut butter sandwich, take that money that you were going to spend and stick that in the savings account. Or when you walk the dog and you find a penny, take that penny that you just found on the ground and stick it in your change jar. Do the small things that are going to add up to bigger things. And don't ever think that, oh, that's not enough. That doesn't count as savings. You betcha it does. That's (laughs) that much more money than you had before. And as for investing? You know, that's for savings. For investing, I'm a huge advocate for, number one, making sure your emergency fund is funded, um, making sure that you are in a position where you are willing to ask questions and willing to say, I don't understand this, because that's when that, fi- that financial professional, that certified financial planner, is really going to be able to step in and help you the best when they know what you truly don't know. And gosh darn it, when it comes to, into investing, I really, really encourage people to seek out the help of a qualified investment professional. I typically lead people down the path of a certified financial planner because that is the gold standard. And I'm really, really excited about what so many certified financial planners are doing in, in the world today and are doing to help people grow not only their their wealth and grow their investments but just grow their overall financial health love it well kate savage nation is ready for your difference making tip what do you have for them my difference making tip is to live your own financial reality it's absolutely okay to say no or not right now uh and not compare yourself to somebody else just be you live your financial reality and that's the best thing that you can do to be financially successful well i think that is great stuff that definitely gets come on Come on. Kate, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Savage Nation can find me on Twitter at Kate Mielitz, K-A-T-E, M as in Mary, I-E-L-I, T as in Tom, Z as in Zebra, or at OK State. Just go to humansciences.okstate.edu and click on faculty directory. Love it. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Kate your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Find her on Twitter at Kate Mielitz, as well as the Oklahoma State website, which I will leave in the notes of the show. Thank you again, Kate. Thanks so much for having me on, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Before I go, quick announcement. I've been asked by so many people over the past couple of years about How do I start a podcast that I've developed and released a course that will teach you exactly how to do that step-by-step from figuring out the kind of show that you want to have to understanding how all the technology works behind it and then how to get great guests and uh, keep the thing moving and how to grow it. So if you're interested in that, check it out. You can go to georgegrombacher.com forward slash podcast course and you'll find it there. You can just go to the website. I'll also list that in the notes of the show. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, 
and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on.